0: After the action it 's your reaction 0141-951-1025. Clyde one super scoreboards open
1: line an action packed day of Scottish football kicking off with a one all draw at Pitodry between Aberdeen and Celtic. Then attentions turned to Ibrox when it comes to the title race. It was a comfortable three 0 win for Rangers over Livingston. Hearts went behind against Dundee but Lauren shankland. Did what Lawrence Shanklin does he scored twice he set one up Hearts winning 3-2 what a day for St Mirren away at Easter Road a 3-0 win for them a 1-0 draw in the Kevin Van Veen derby between Motherwell and Comarnock where the man himself came on for the last few minutes St Johnson with a 1-0 win over Ross County and now it's over to you at home 0141 951 1025 I'm sure you've got some thoughts at home about what your team did today Hugh Keevans how do you reflect on the
2: scorelines well Brendan Rodgers sounded a bitterly disappointed man after the full time whistle at Pataudry. Um not so much having a go at his side simply pointing out their inadequacies and the first Celtic supporter of the season John came on after four o'clock and gave up the title to Rangers and congratulated them I'd be very interested in the response from the other Celtic supporters Rangers a canter against Livingston St Mirren a canter against Hibbs at Easter Road and I think there's trouble there for Mick Montgomery the manager he has not captured the imagination the football does not capture the imagination money is coming into the club and at the end of the same week you lose by that score at home bad Lawrence Shankland also proves that he is Mr. Irreplaceable for Hearts with an equalising goal to make it two-two, and a winner three minutes from time. So, all in all, it's been quite the dramatic day.
1: Yeah, the first couple of callers we had on Mark were both saying, really, that you know they, they felt Celtic fans that felt today was the day that maybe the, the title shifted in favour of Rangers. John, I think it was going as far as conceding the title to Rangers. Where do you see it lying
3: at the moment? Well, I think that's an odd taking it when your team sits top of the league. Um, I really do but I get the I get the fear with some Celtic fans because you can see a a bit of malaise setting in you can see the injuries coming at the wrong time just after the window shuts where the club hasn't really invested the way the fans would want Uh, and you match that with what's going on at Rangers you know and the performances that they're putting on show and their progression in Europe so you can see it but to concede the title is going too far I think Brendan Rodgers said after the game There is a long way to go in this title race And that's what it is now Celtic fans have been used to having it Their own way For far too long over the past decade Or longer than a decade And the slightest sign of Rangers There is a fear about them And conceding when you're top of the league Is, as I say, odd So we've certainly got a title race It's going to be interesting I still believe that both teams Will drop points From now to the run-on I believe Celtic and Rangers It's just who minimises that I guess
1: Sets it up nicely for the neutral Rangers play Mm. on Tuesday With the chance to potentially go top of the table On goal difference Then Celtic have the chance to respond On Wednesday And it looks at the moment as if that could be the way The next few months
4: go Yeah it's uh, exciting There's no doubt if you're sitting as a neutral Looking at it I think there's a concern With the Celtic supporters I think the the sort of a confidence factor has shifted over to the, the blue side of the city. Um, and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting week because Celtic fans are clearly not happy. They've not been happy since the transfer window opened. They weren't happy when it closed. They're certainly not happy this afternoon. But the Rangers, Rangers are just seem to have gone along there, cruised to another victory today. Uh, it's neck and neck, and uh, it's a case of who has got the what do you call not the bottle, but the strength of character to get them over a line.
1: I didn't I think you were, you, gonna were <laughs> I you were going to say bottle there for a second. On quickly, 01419511025 Charles is a Celtic fan in Greenock. Charles, how do you view it all? I, uh,
5: I don't view it very well, to be honest, uh, guys. Um, A question came up during the week. um, How would you sum up the transfer window in one word? And I had said it was unambitious. And that's the way it's proved. Celtic, the board are taking a gamble on uh, how this season is going to end up with the stakes higher than they ever were before. The board are taking a gamble. And uh, going on the stats, if you look at it as it's been raised, Rangers look a better team against... when you compare the rest of the teams, Celtic have taken six points. Rangers could go level or even above uh, uh, Celtic with their games in hand, etc. But what that shows is Celtic have taken six points. Celtic have given Rangers a a, a six-point start and they've caught up against all the rest of the teams. They're performing better against the rest of the teams. They're putting the rest of the teams by and Celtic are only putting the teams by. They had their chances in the first half. They've never done it. And the gamble that the board have taken was proven on the part today when at the end of the game, they flung on uh, young Rudy, uh, sorry, uh, Rocco Vata, an 18-year-old and a gamble to try and save the league. The board took a gamble and it's not paying off and the goal, the board should and will pay the price at the end of the season.
1: I, You know, I get the Celtic throw on Rocco Vata Towards the end They do have players Missing on international duty Dyson Maida Oh is away Yang is away as well Nicholas Kuhn also came on There was James Forrest on the bench So it's not as if Celtic Don't have numbers In those areas Is the issue Hugh maybe the Just the, the options The actual players they have That are, are maybe not up To the required standard According to some Or in the view of some They,
2: have, uh... they are bought Badly <laughs> 12 players over 2 windows And no successes
1: If you buy I mean, You're you counting the 2 from from January
2: Well yeah I,
1: Adam Eder and Nicholas Coon You're saying no successes They've not even had the chance to play yet Nicholas Coon came on and scored today you can't call. It, you can't say they're
2: not successes, Surely that. Ah, surely tell me, you say the jury no, is out on them. No, you can't
1: just say they're not a success yeah, but when they've played me. collectively probably about sixty minutes between once, the two of
2: them. Once you're finished talking, you are trying to tell me. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying they are a success, that but I'm, I'm saying you can't be, call them a. You can't call them not a success.
2: You are not telling me, or I will not accept that they are going to make the difference between winning the league and not winning the league. Uh... One is a I mean, 20 Nick-
1: Nicholas not made the difference Between zero points And one point today
2: Well Listen Andrew You're trying hard But they will not Be the difference Between the league Being won and lost Celtic have bought Very badly Over Two windows And You cannot bring up The Asia Cup Because If you sign players From Asia Then it's a risk You take They have to go and play For their country It's an unfortunate Thing to happen to you but you have to take it on board when you sign players from Asia. It's tough when but, there's a change uh, of regime, though, no, no, as well. What well. makes you, we'll make you so choice. certain,
3: Hugh? After uh, Andrew very... says we will lack a game time, that those two won't be the difference.
2: Well. Mark, if you're going to stand there and tell no, me No, I'm asking
3: you What makes you certain they, that they won't be the difference? In, in my own mind we, We're not
1: saying that they are definitely I, going I, to be the difference And they're going to come on And they're going to well, score loads uh, of goals for Celtic And win them the title But well, it you're seems saying, incredibly early to write off Nicholas Kuhn and uh, Adam Eder It's
2: unfair on them to accept That they might be the difference between the league being won and, and lost But is that not how football works? It's Players are brought in they're to brought be to the difference makers make Listen, difference. you're taking the conversation Into a ridiculous area where you're going to tell me and I'll mark everything that they do those two players between now and the end of the season you are not going to tell me they will represent the difference
6: that's on not all awesome. levels, on all that...
2: levels. No, you're trying very hard to say, oh, you can't criticise them. They're, they're only just here. I accept that. Okay, in order to make you happy, so that you don't need Cal Paul before you go to your bed, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put them to one I side. I think you went too we'll, we'll and realised we'll no, now you no no no, no, no. no, no, no. We'll put them to one side and we'll talk about the other ten who were signed. The signing policy has been nothing short of disastrous and into the bargain you now have an unfortunate situation for Brendan Rogers where Cameron Carter-Vickers is out for weeks and points may very well be dropped during the period when Carter-Vickers is not there. You ended up today with Stephen Welsh in place of Navrotsky because the manager clearly looks at Navrotsky and thinks well that's why he only played seven games for me before today because he doesn't rate him he doesn't rate Bielka, who wasn't even on the bench at Pataudry and the other bad signings that have been made you finished up no disrespect to Welsh and Ralston but that's the back four now you're going to have Alistair Johnson Scales Welsh Ralston and games coming up That are just going to be beyond them And the, the league is in very, very serious jeopardy For a variety of reasons Number one of which is the club have made terrible buys
1: Charles, there are players to come back from injury There are players to come back from international duty Do you not see it getting better for Celtic at all In the next few months or other Big big concerns
5: uh, for you. Well absolutely, I do see uh, I do see it getting better for Celtic over the because 'cause let's face it, they can't get much worse. The the players from back uh and hopefully her is not out for too long. Maeda, yeah. And oh I know he's been criticized. Oh should have been uh, he should have been developed long before now he should have been given out even if he was out and on for the first half of the season. I don't know. But um uh, Celtic, uh, they should have uh, had players in place with well, the money they've got uh, it's unambitious, uh, that's what it is and it's not just happened at this window it's in previous windows, it's gone by, they should have looked ahead and known that they were going to have players out they should have had O out they should have even had O on his books when he arrived if it was going to be a project they should have started the project at block one develop them. Develop, get them game time, not in our time, in someone else's time. That's what you see. I said that at the start of the season. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember that. At the start of the season, we are talking about, oh, and I said, he should have went to Aberdeen, get him out and went to Aberdeen. And, and it was a total, of uh, suggesting loan things for where, where players should go. The loan thing has worked out very well. And there was a guy on uh, the other night there, and lo and behold it's, it's much, I don't want to steal the guy's thunder But I, just, I thought the very same as him When he was talking about putting loan players out Celtic could have put players out And loaned to many uh, teams in the league
1: And helped him out And I'm not sure the issue here Is that you know Celtic should have loaned Some players out for development Is it there, there are maybe bigger issues than that If Celtic had loaned O out in the summer To an Aberdeen or something like that They wouldn't have had a backup striker for the first half of the season They do now have Adam Ida in there They've now got Nicholas Coon Who came on and, and got a goal today But you can see why Charles and other Celtic fans That have come on the lines Are concerned because Ross County last week Brendan Rodgers said Celtic haven't taken their chances They weren't mm. clinical mm-hmm. enough And it's the second game in a row That Celtic yeah. have not been clinical They've not I've, taken their chances I And think, this time they paid the price for it I
4: think these two guys jumped on Hugh quite rightly so, about the two new players. But where I agree with you is the 10 signings in the summer, you can look back to the January when Postecoglou was there, he brought in Alistair Johnson, Kobayashi, not to be seen. Waters has been in and out. So their transfer windows over the last few have been very poor indeed. And they put the they put them under a little bit of pressure because you highlight today, and we're not being disrespectful to... French players Or backup players Like Welsh They're playing centre back Ralston having to go To left back Um, I thought first half I I thought to myself Oh Celtic look Really up for us They look sharp They look everything good Everything about them Second half for me They were all over the place You look at As much as The the signings Now Callum McGregor Nobody's a bigger fan uh, Of Callum McGregor Than I am I think he's a fantastic footballer I can't remember the last time Callum McGregor McGregor's a Captain of Celtic grabbed the game by the scuffing neck and, and dictated the game. I think what the biggest problem for Celtic fans is look, they've not thrown in the towel, they've still got quality players, they've still got players to come back that make a massive difference. But everything seems to be clicking over the other side of the city. You know, Rangers got their recruitment done quite early. They've got a nice balance of every position round about them, they've got a terrific goalkeeper. They've got a strong manager as well And I think that's where the concerns Now coming from
1: Well thank you to Charles Let's speak to Jamie Who is a Celtic fan in Colsaith Jamie how are you feeling tonight? Um, I'm feeling Okay
7: Not brilliant but okay But um, I'm going to annoy a lot of Celtic supporters What I'm going to say I don't believe for one minute That Brendan Rodgers was the wrong appointment The people I blame for what's happening just now is the actual board, Peter Lowell, and the people who look at the recruitment side of players coming in. And I believe that Brendan Rodgers had been promised, uh, whatever was thrashed out before he came back to Celtic, that he'd be promised this, that, and the next thing. And I think that the rug's been pulled under him and I believe that the signings he's had want, had wanted to make has not happened, and it's not went to fruition. Now, if you look at the fact that we Celtic it well last season, you know, how does it go so, or turn so bad within the matter of months? It, it just doesn't add up. Now, Law will come back. His son's at the head of whatever. Now, who has got the say it's Celtic? And the other thing I would like to... We'll,
1: we'll take mention... that point, Jamie, and I'll, I'll let you back in. Jamie's saying that he feels that Brendan Rodgers is, is walking into something and then takes the job and it's not quite what he thought it was. Brendan Rodgers speaking yesterday was saying that, you know, he understood what the, the lay of the land was when he first came in. He's learned even more what the lay of the land is now. But clearly from what he said yesterday, there is some difference in what he wants to do in the transfer market and what the board want to do in the transfer market now It's pointless now up until the summer Because he can't do anything about it Until the summer he needs to go with the squad he's got But is it maybe a case of Brendan Rodgers has,
3: has come in On the board's terms and now just wants to Try and push to well, For more look, There's a lot of assumption of what happens Behind the scenes at Celtic from fans From even ourselves in here uh, And the way it looks Nobody really knows apart from those that are in the building What terms Brendan Rogers accepted the job because Celtic went to him he didn't bowl up at Celtic Park and say, give me the job back Celtic went out their way to get him back into the club so they both agreed to come back in but who knows what he was told at that point but what you can see when Celtic publish the figures which of course they have to do and you see a large pot of money and then the fans automatically assume that that money is going to be reinvested into the squad to give them a realistic opportunity are Taking the team forward Not just standing still Not just developing players But take the team forward Domestically and in Europe There's no doubt about it Over the previous two transfer windows That's that's a long way away From what any Celtic fan wants So You've got to think What is the model now? What is the transfer? Is it just A project club That's a be all and end all? Because if that's what it is Then just say that To the Celtic fans Just say that Never mind the 70 million It's banked, it's it's a club that's going to be stable forever But this is the route we're going down But it's the illusion I think that Celtic fans Believe at the start of every window This is the one This is the one that's going to be a player from the Premiership From a manager who's managed there, is going to come up And it's just never happened
2: Let's go to the top of the house here Dermot Desmond is the de facto owner of Celtic He, he, He would never increase his shareholding So that he is the actual owner of Celtic But He's the man. And he's the man who brought back Brendan Rodgers. And Brendan Rodgers is then told to work with a recruitment department. This line about the board, the board, it's a cliche and it's an incorrect cliche. Celtics a major organisation. They have a football manager in Brendan Rodgers who has been tremendously successful with the club. They have a recruitment department the club employs the recruitment department to look after the recruitment of players, using their expertise, their data analysis, and all the rest of it. They are paid to bring players into the club. The board take no part. Um, the Michael Nicholson, the chief executive, takes no part in looking for players. Chris Mackay, the financial director, takes no part in looking for players. You have a manager and you have a recruitment department and both have failed to do the right thing for Celtic because the best players have not been brought in and the consequences of that are now catching up with Celtic
1: well thank you to Jamie unfortunately we'll have to leave it there we are running late for the break but you can get your calls in 01419511025
0: games are over the talking begins 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line
1: still plenty of time to get your calls in 0141 951 1025 we'll start hearing from some managers as well plenty of action plenty of exciting football on the go across Scotland today let's hear from Stephen Naismith a good win for Hearts against Dundee
8: good entertaining football um I think it's two two teams that are confident. I think it's two teams that are well coached and and two teams that have a kinda of never say that attitude. I think that's the way the game went. I think we start I thought we started quite well, getting control in the game. The the the, the niggle at half time was decision making final third and in, in our tempo at times when we were moving the ball. Um but we got in one nil down from our a, a couple of, our goals today were sloppy but I never felt as if we were out of it or we were struggling we were a constant threat the best thing that, or the thing that we've built over time is our resilience and our character and we don't change we continue to keep moving the ball and, and working opportunities rather than getting sucked into going direct um, and then the game in the second half could swing either way it could have been we could have come away with a defeat a draw or we, as we did we win because it becomes a bit more open both teams have chances um, but we made the right choices in the second half in our attacks to get us a win.
1: We've already talked about the contribution from Lawrence Shankland, but you look at the Hearts result today with Kilmarnock drawing 12 points ahead of Kilmarnock. It's quite a cushion to have at this stage of the season, isn't it? Oh,
3: well, without doubt. You think of Hearts probably about three months ago and what the fans were saying, and they weren't quite sure about Stephen Naismith, and they, were, they certainly weren't in the position they are now. But they've just got a, a run of good results And they've sustained it uh, And they've kept going to they find themselves Well clear in third And
2: also hearts 19 points ahead Of their city rivals And I, I think I use the word Rivals Ill-advisedly Hibs um, So But then They are well coached Said <laughs> The head coach I like that I like that confidence
4: When you win You come out and Take all the credit Like it's Hearts are a stick-on for third if they keep Shanklin fit. You know, he's, a, the, he's their main man. He's their talisman, scores goals, captain, leader, best player. So if they can keep him fit, they're a stick-on for third.
1: And I think because of the transfer window that a few of the other clubs had, Kilmarnock, Dundee as well, adding quite a few, the investment in Hibs as well, there was maybe people that thought there would be A tight race for third place Hearts didn't really strengthen too much in the window But did hold on to Lauren Shanklin But you know, maybe that's a statement of intent
3: from Hearts today Well the the window's about You know how you come out of it And the strength of your squad And sometimes that means not letting your best players go uh, Even if there are interest in them and, And it could bring you a couple of million quid Hearts have managed to do that So Stephen Naismith will be Really pleased at that Um He seems to think they're well coached And uh, there's nothing wrong with saying that But if you've got players like Shankland Who even when things aren't going well for you in a game Can pop up with a goal That's where you find yourself in the league In the top half and far and away in third And Kilmarnock's got a job in their hands to catch them
1: Let's hear from you 01419511025 Uh, We've talked plenty about Celtic From a Rangers perspective It was a routine victory for Rangers today all over Livingston It looked as if it was going to be Three points for Rangers And The fact that they are now You know A, a game on Tuesday Away at home uh-huh. Against Aberdeen Away from equaling Celtic's Points total That will do wonders for Their confidence Won't it Yeah
2: um, Aberdeen Had a shocking first half Against Celtic A much better Second half But When they go down to Aberdeen uh, To Ibrox On Tuesday They will be very much slams to the slaughter because we were 50,000 in and the Rangers can go top of the league that night albeit on goal difference that will do the Rangers supporters as a down payment so Aberdeen have it all to do on Tuesday and they're not up to that
3: I think the Rangers just now why there is so much optimism since they returned from the break you look at the games that they've played you look at the team selection from Philip Clement, I think it was you That says it earlier das, That there's competition For places And rotation within there That even when Clermont rotates From last week At St. to Today's team You get a similar outcome And that can't be said At Celtic just now That the people coming in And filling in for injuries And being brought off the bench They're not making an impact Whether the squad at Rangers are And even the new signings Are now getting in the act So that's why there's so much optimism at the moment at Ibrox.
1: William is a Celtic fan in Craigend. How do you look at it all, William?
6: even guys. How are you doing? I think Ben Rodgers is shifting the blame here, you know. See, when he's talking about this uh, bravery thing, and the two spells that he's been at uh, the club, he's, uh, signing, the signings that he's made has been absolutely horrendous. And I, I'm counting his first spell and this spell. I think he he's shifting the blame with this bravery comment. So I don't think and he's going to take responsibility. If he's got the if he's got the last word uh for, for signings, then he's going to take a responsibility for that. You know, I'm seeing you see when you're talking about when uh, Turnbull is left the building and he's injured, for me that's bad decision making. We're left with a guy Bernardo, who's on loan. So for me that's no forward thinking. He gave he gave Mikey Johnson a chance. He's given him about 10 or 12 games, and he shifted them out and loan. So that, for me, is, again, bad decision-making. So, for me, the responsibility lies at the manager. And these these decisions that he's making, Rocca Vaz came on the he should have been in place of Mikey Johnson at the start of the season, and he should he should be the one that's got 15, 15 games under his belt so far this season. So, for me, it's all about Brendan Rodgers and the responsibility, it's responsible at the club. It's no. It's no about the club. It's about Brendan Rodgers making these decisions. And for me, they're bad decisions he is making.
1: Brendan Rodgers said yesterday that, you know, it's, he feels that supporters are maybe looking for someone to blame. That, he, you know, it's a collective effort. He wants everyone to, to be together as one. That's what it, how he feels the, the squad is stronger. When it comes to recruitment... It's always hard to tell how much say a manager does have, how much say the recruitment team have, you know, the, the manager's input. Brendan Rogers said, you know, he signed off on the players in, in, in the summer, but you mm-hmm. would have thought a lot of the legwork was done before he came in. But, you know, I think the first time he mentioned the January window was probably September. He was already looking ahead a to it. So Williams wanting to put all the blame on Brendan Rogers. Is that fair or is it more of a collective responsibility?
2: I think it has to be more collective. Why do you have a recruitment department? It is their specific job to uncover and to recommend players to the club. Undoubtedly, Brendan Rodgers has input. The January window is down to him and the recruitment department. If Brendan didn't think we'd been brave enough, tell them mid-January. Don't tell them... At the start of They may well have done We don't know that Well one day And I'm certain The day will come Brendan Rodgers will Finally tell you What he thinks Because he's only Giving out quotes For public consumption Now With regard to Turnbull I think that was A business decision His contract is up At the end of the season Celtic got a Seven figure sum From Cardiff They would say That's good business I do take the point That Turnbull On a day like today Could have come on Scored a goal As I Recall he's the second top goalscorer at Celtic Park this season, but that's a business decision. The bottom line here is that poor buying has gone on for some time, and the consequences of that are now falling down on Celtic's head. I
4: don't care what you say, I think Brendan Rodgers got a big responsibility. You can't, Mark said it there Brendan Rodgers didn't go to Chapman. Uh, Celtic store. Celtic went to Brendan Rodgers C- uh, Brendan Rodgers had a lot of power when he came back to Celtic as in you know the way he wanted to take the club forward so he must have I'm not saying he has every bit of the say but he must have a big big bit of the say when it comes to who's coming in especially January yeah. and, and 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 they come out with you know we could have been a bit more braver uh, uh, sort of I distance yourself a little bit from the board and everything like that but Brendan Rodgers is a strong, experienced manager who must have had a big saying in what's going on in the club, no doubt.
3: But that suggests to me that braver comment suggests to me that he did put players on on his list and say that's who I would like. And someone I don't know who, it says, no, that's 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 a bit too much for us. Does that not suggest that to you? Why would well, he say? Because yeah, he's can, going to be frustrated.
4: I can see. I can see the point. Maybe. Um, you know Celtic board didn't want to go over that threshold of money that a player's value, because um, that's what's going to happen. If you go to Celtic and you're an agent and you're a player, you know that Celtic are cash rich, so you're going to go and try and get the best possible deal. Depends what market. They were shopping in Mark, you know you Brendan Rodgers. as you say when he was at Leicester spent a lot of money at Leicester as well. Um, he likes to spend money and big money and bring in the quality. Maybe Celtic at the board level just didn't think that was the way way to go.
1: Well, thank you to William. Let's hear from Craig as a Rangers fan in Moody's Burn. Craig, you a happy Rangers fan today?
9: Very happy, yeah. My, my fellow Rangers fans will be saying, get off the radio, I want to hear this meltdown. But um, I felt I had to phone in a couple of points, guys. Listen, I'm 37 years old. I grew up with title races. And I said to the producer there, what's wrong with having a title race? It's like every time Rangers get a wee bit close, it's like, oh, Celtics recruitment, Celtics this. I didn't hear any of this 12 months ago. All the talk was one or two Rangers players would get in the Celtics' start in 11. You said mate now that it's Celtic that have had the complete turnover in the summer. It's Rangers. And in, in, in regards to Brendan Rogers, look at what big Phil Clements done about man, man management. He came in mm-hmm. and he inherited a squad that was... On paper, probably not even guaranteed to finish second the way we were playing under Michael Beale. And his man management's won a trophy, got us into Europe after Christmas. And, I mean, depending who you speak to me, is arguably neck and neck favourites for the title. I just find it very bizarre, you know, going back to... It, I remember listening to Hugh and the guys back in the day when it was in the cliche against O'Neill, and this, that, and the other, and the title races were fun. But these days, it's like... Whenever Celtic fail in Europe, it's like, oh, well, there's no competition in Scotland. They win every week. They win every week. But when there's a title race, it's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. It's it's too close to call. It's
2: like, like you've got you've got two different situations going on at the same time. You have supporters who are coming on and saying what they say about Celtic, not as we are responding to what they say, but from a journalistic point of view, if Celtic have a bad window and the fans are in uproar because of that bad window and then to put the tin lid on it they then go to Petaudry and drop points that becomes the story of the day Rangers got the routine victory over Livingston that everyone knew they would get and they become part of the story of the day because they will by midweek by Tuesday evening be top of the league so it, it, it becomes two stories fans reaction immediate knee-jerk reaction and the journalistic reaction two different things
1: yeah, cause I think the we've had plenty of Celtic fans on the phone today and naturally they will focus on Celtic they clearly feel that things aren't going well at the moment, you wouldn't expect them to come on and, and lavish Rangers with praise but Rangers have been very good under Philip Clement. They're winning games. They won again today in a very convincing victory against Livingston. And it takes two parts for there to be a title race. Both teams need to be doing it. Rangers are certainly at it at the moment under
3: Philip Clement. Oh, without doubt. You only have to go back four or five months ago. Rangers beaten at home to Aberdeen, uh, away to St. Mirren, or away in Cyprus, should I say. They were just a shell of a team. The difference Clement has made is, is staggering. And you know what, we all kind of called up What Rangers needed was a manager With a bit of authority Who was a winner, who knew how to get the club back in track And since he set foot into Ibrox He's press conferences He says what he means He looks like a guy you win not mess with um, He's implemented his style Pretty quickly But the most important thing is he's getting results And he's changed the mood amongst the fan base And with that has came Celtic stuttering along the way and Not looking perfect
1: Craig, obviously going well for Rangers. Do you think there's still another level to come under Philip Clement? Because it's still early in his managerial career. The January transfers he's made. He's you know Mohamed Diamande yet to be in the the matchday squad, so yet to see what he's capable of. Oscar Cortez just a small cameo for him today. But do you think that it can continue to get even better for Rangers and Philip Clement?
9: Definitely. I mean, game to game, you know, it's like the, the players are buying in and obviously winning the, the, the trophy in, in December was a big thing, you know, to kick on and get that trophy for, uh, you know, like likes of Butland and the new guys. Um, just to clarify, it wasn't a dig at you guys. It's like the, the people coming on the show and saying, oh, what are we doing having a title race? You know, it was always a title race, you know, um, but yeah, it definitely can get better and better. And I think it will be nipping Tuck and... I'm very, very, very confident. I just wish we'd possibly got that one one more striker in, but I trust in what Big Phil's... Can Fabio to between Silver nine,
1: be that striker?
9: Potentially. Um, yeah, being greedy. Uh, you guys were talking about Lauren Shankland. I'd have loved Lauren Shankland in. <laughs> um, you know, because I think he might have been that Boyd-esque difference between now and end of the season. But listen, I mean, today, like you say, routine victory, but, you know, it was three going on six. Um... And yeah, very, very excited. But yeah, like I say, I'm glad to have a proper title race, but also I hope we come out winners at the end.
1: Well, we'll hear from Philip Clement on Fabio Silva next.
0: After they play. Have your say. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open. Line. Into
1: the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A lot of the focus has been on that one-all draw between Aberdeen and Celtic earlier on. Rangers beating Livingston three 0 means the gap at the top is just three points. Rangers have a game in hand. A good win for Saint Mirren away to Hibs as well, among other results. Let's hear a bit from Philip Clement, shall we? On Fabio Silva. No,
10: there are still a lot of things to improve, but that's normal. Um, He needs to get connection with the other players. He needs to understand better where to run, when, when to do what. Um, But I'm I'm very pleased about the way he stepped into the building, working hard every day in training. Uh, He wants to learn, he wants to become better. And, And you see already flashes of his talent... But he's not yet, yet at his top, top level, but that's normal, that we knew. He didn't play many minutes and he, he doesn't. He didn't know his teammates or the way we want to play football. So um, with playing more minutes and making more trainings, he will grow in that. So I'm happy that I have, uh, for the moment, two strikers who are really hungry to do what they have to do for the team and that's not only scoring goals.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of talk, Lauren Shankland, Rangers needing another striker Can Fabio Silva be that striker? Because there seemed to be a lot of thoughts from Rangers fans that that maybe Fabio Silva wasn't that striker, Mm. he wasn't the backup to to Dessers, that they needed They needed someone else. But because it happened so early in the window, was there maybe people had not quite forgotten that that he'd come in, but were maybe discounting him as as being that player that can come in and and get some vital
4: goals. Yeah, just listening to the interview there from the manager, he believes that there's still a lot more to come from him, the one thing you can't deny is the boy is a worker, he'll go and work his, his socks off for the team sometimes he takes his cell out of the positions where a natural striker would just hang about the box waiting for the chances, he links to uh, go deep, link up, run at players, um, he, he, he looks a very good player and today is a big moment for him, getting your first goal especially at home, what a what a confidence booster that is from the lad, but- and also Dessers. He comes on and misses
2: a very good chance again An opportunity to go 4 out of 4 I'll just throw this out there For the sake of conversation The window's closed Shanklin's better than Dessers or Fabio Silva
1: There we go, let's hear a bit from Interested to hear this Stuart Kettlewell on Kevin Van Veen Then we'll go back to the phones
11: Ah, of course you are in a sense everybody knows the relationship that Kevin Van Veen has with the football club um, the ridiculous numbers he posted last year but there's a personal relationship with myself and Kevin of course as well which has been well enough documented so yeah there's a disappointment but um, again, I think it just shows where, um, where where things are I think that performance today um, probably tells everybody That I, I undoubtedly wanted to bring Kevin Van Veen to this football club It was made no secret um, But we were, we were blown out of the water by the likes of Kilmarnock I believe maybe St Johnston were, inv- uh, were involved in that as well And that's not for me to make anybody feel sorry That's simply a, a, a scenario um, that was dealt in front of us um, I know Derek will be really Positive and pleased To get Kevin in uh, And rightfully so um, But we have to then Focus on our group And what we have And then that's no way A slight on our guys Because uh, our number nine And our guy that played And led the line today Was uh, was pretty decent himself So from that point of view Big Theo's getting better And better um, He's my player Kevin's not So I'll continue To focus on that
1: Well let's go back To the phone Scott is a Celtic fan In Barmulloch Scott How are you feeling tonight? going to again
0: Unfortunately Um I don't know what's going on at the club. I don't know what's going on with Brendan Rodgers. To be fair, um, he came out the other day. I think it was yesterday. Press conference. The club need to be a bit braver in the transfer market. Well, Brendan, if you were listening, mate, how about you being a wee bit braver in the park and playing two centre forwards and get teams something to worry about because it's not good enough.
1: I mean, he, he did make that change. He, he put Adamida up top. Kyogo was was playing in behind him. Is it something that he needs to do earlier? In the game, Scott, did you feel it wasn't attacking enough? I mean, it was all Celtic in the first half.
0: But you've only got one striker in the box. There's only one striker there to take the chances that you put into the box. If you get two strikers in there, two guys that that is their trade, you score goals. Get the two of them in the box at the same time and let the defenders defend against that.
1: It was maybe part of the failure today, the fact that Matt O'Reilly and Paulo Bernardo have shown they're a goal threat, Matt O'Reilly especially But the two of them just weren't really I mean, Paulo Bernardo hit the bar Matt O'Reilly hit the post The two of them maybe just off the
3: boil today Listen, it's an argument that fans throw at Celtic Or or any club for that matter Who plays with one striker That if you put two strikers That you'll get better success I, I don't believe that at all As Celtic have scored over 50 goals this season And when you look at them uh, The treble last year Under Ange Postecoglou, Even before that it's One striker So... Like I get the frustration when they don't score two and three every game. You go. Oh, the solution is two striker. How do you create then? You know, you're taking someone away that creates a chance. You're taking maybe a Matareli or a Bernardo at midfield. So
2: for the, me, Scott, it's not quite as simple. The, the, as two strikers. The frustrations. A recent affair. You know, Scott will remember the Alistair Johnson goal against Ross County last weekend it was actually a known goal. The Coon goal today against Aberdeen Is actually a known goal I mean they
1: will both go down as Alistair Johnson's goal And Nicholas Coon's goal If it's on target anyway it takes a deflection It still goes down as the attacking team's goal
2: yeah, Yeah yeah but they're two scruffy goals And Celtic aren't scoring regularly But the problem for me now In the weeks ahead Has everything to do with what's going on at the back Carter Vickers out They say three weeks You never know with these things Um, Navrotsky, I think rejected by Brendan Rodgers today, Lagabielka kept at the club because of the Carter Vickers injury situation but clearly not rated by the manager Stephen Welsh is in there Scales in there Uh, you've got a problem at full back no Greg Taylor that is going to be, for me the big problem for Celtic, at the back
1: Scott, is it a case of having to, you know, rip it all up and start again for Brendan Rodgers, or is it just wee tweaks here and there? Are you there, Scott. Sorry,
0: I am so here. Sorry. Just saying, is it, is it is a case
1: of having to, to, you know, Brendan Rodgers has to rip it all up and start again, or, or is it a case of just tweaks that need to be made here and there?
0: Well, my, my opinion is we don't need, you don't need four defenders at home. I certainly don't need four defenders at home. A wee games, maybe you want to be a wee bit tighter.
1: But well, what what's the al- what's the alternative there? Is it a, a back three? Back because when you've got a back four, you've got the two full backs who you know, there was at times today, Alistair Johnson and Alejandro Bernabe you know, Anthony Ralston when he was put there as well, they were up in the in the final third, so sometimes sometimes a back four is actually more attacking than a back three because you've got the full backs rather than three centre backs. The,
0: we we a the club started season okay, but we've not kicked on. We're going back the way really. We're not going forward Brendan's supposed to be this great coach I've not seen any evidence of that And as for the 50 goals Mark you're talking about Go and look back since November And see how many games we've won convincingly Go and look back how for,
3: for Hold on, what's that got today with over 50 goals? They have scored over 50 goals
0: Yes What I'm trying to say to you Mark is Yeah, well we are scoring quite freely at the start of the season But in the last 68 six weeks That's not happening anymore so, whether we lost the Hearts, to Marmer, St Johnston, these games were all one goal or zero goals. We're well off the wall. As, as uh, I think it was who said earlier on, two scruffy goals lately. So, where's all these goals? The last game we won with any sort of style was maybe the Rangers game, and that was only 2 1. I'm just saying, we as a club are going back the way. This, this guy, this Brendan Rogers, a Coach, in my opinion, is too, is too careful. He's too, there's too much let we not take a chance Then he comes on And makes that statement In the press conference about Oh we need to be a wee bit more sort of braver In the transfer market Well as I said already Why do we know About braver the back? That's the manager's choice I just think we should be, What's the point of having Two strikers Who don't play them But they're totally Signing strikers What's the point I
2: think what's with regard you? With regard to the Don't play four at the back If Celtic hadn't played Four at the back Against Ross County Last week They might have lost that game and that would have been even worse. So I think tonight the, the the composite picture for Celtic is that the fans are blaming Brendan Rogers, The fans are blaming poor recruitment. The fans are blaming the board. The team is not performing on the park. Brendan Rogers said they were not aggressive enough, did not take their chances, did not exploit Aberdeen's weaknesses. And at the same time, Rangers' momentum continues. They might not be that easy on the eye at times, Dessers and De Silva I I repeat Lauren Shanklin's a better striker Than either of them And The bottom line is They are progressing And they On Tuesday night Will go to the top of the league After they have beaten Aberdeen And Celtic Are in a precarious Position With regard to The retention of Their title
1: Well, thank you to Scott. That is all we've got time for on the phones. It has been a lively day. Hugh, how would you sum up another big week ahead as well?
2: Yeah, I'd sum it up by saying that was the day that the Celtic fans got the reality call, the wake up call, and one went so far as to concede the title and say that Rangers were the champions. Of course, they will fight to uh, argue with that assessment, but Celtic have major problems building up, they have major injury worries. They have major deficiencies up front with regard to scoring goals and they have to go to Easter Road. Now they, Hibbs, may have had an awful result today but in Celtic's current state, Easter Road will become a challenge as well because Celtic will go there no longer top of the league.
1: Well, looking forward to the week ahead. But that is all we've got time for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your tweets. Thank you for your calls. Thanks to Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans in the studio. We're back on Monday night. Gordon Duncan will be in the studio with the guys and make sure to stick around. The perfect way to bring in your Saturday night. It's the GBX.